Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir podcast. And for the first time in a good long while, I actually have one of our narrators on to interview. Um, this week, we have Mistress DJ as a guest. Hi, Mistress DJ. Hi there, Kylie. How are you? I am doing pretty well. It's a beautiful uh, Sunday afternoon as we're recording this. I have a bad feeling about my dogs, so if you hear barking, it's it's not me and it's it's not DJ either, just so you know that. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so I guess I'm going to introduce a little bit about this, the, the, the history of publishing this book, and then we'll talk a little bit about the audio. So... Um, this book is almost entirely written by, by Mistress DJ. And this is the second one we've had that she's written, as well as the second one written, uh, by one of my narrators. And the hope is that all of them will, will help write at least, at least one story. Um, because a, a lot of them are writers to begin with. And, and, and See, there's the dogs, I'll tell you about. So, <laughs> and um, DJ just wrote a great story. And, um, okay. And it's, you know, got a couple of different things in it that we don't usually do. Um, there's a little more foot fetish than we usually have. And there's also a little bit of um, pegging, which, okay, I, I've been putting pegging in books since pretty early on, but I don't do it on the majority of the books. So I called the book Pedicures and Pegging because of the foot and also the pegging. Before I did that, I checked Amazon real carefully, looked for pegging. There were books published with pegging in the title. What was the one you found, Mistress DJ? Um, the one that I found about pegging was basically How to Peg, A Guide to Anal Sex and Dildos, full out how to illustrate it from what I could understand. And it was like, it came up for search. Yeah. However, when I put my pegging title in, the book got shadow banned. Writers refer to it as the Amazon dungeon. And it's not the fun kind of dungeon. So I was on the phone with DJ and we were checking it out. And uh, sure enough, it didn't, you know, it didn't come up for either of us. And I was trying to figure out a new title, and I just said, you know what, pegging and, and pe pedicures and butt stuff, <laughs> which is frankly a really horrible title, and it I went right know. through. Everybody likes butt stuff. Everybody likes butt stuff. And so even the description of the story on Amazon I talk about it's a Dom story. It's it's written by 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 DJ, and you know she has experience and expertise with butt stuff. Butt so stuff. <laughs> now, I bet on Amazon you are probably one of the foremost experts on butt stuff now. I think I might be. I'm at if least look, in the top five. <laughs> if you look up butt stuff expert, Mistress DJ will probably pop up. So fantastic. <laughs> so that that is how that story came to be and it like i said it's got an awkward name but sales have been okay and i'm wondering if maybe the title is so ugly that people look at it like what the heck is that <laughs> that or they think we've lost it finally or something you know <laughs> you know 
So, like, like the title says, it's it's about um, pedicures. Well, there's there's definitely foot fetish in there. Um, the main character works as a shoe salesperson, and there's also, as the title says, butt stuff in there. There is most definitely. Would you, is there anything um, I'm leaving out about this story? Without spoiling it, is there anything that that you think stands out? Because I, what I really liked was the characters, and I think it might just be your point of view being a little different than mine. The characters, it had a, it had the same kinks that I usually have, but the characters were different because they weren't they weren't necessarily my characters. Well, I for the for the male characters that were in there, um, I tried to have them be just your everyday guy. Because I wanted your readers, uh, my readers, whoever reads it, to be able to put themselves in that situation. Particularly guys that have an interest in feet. Um, I was thinking about the foot fetish guys, kind of, when I wrote this. And, uh, you know, I wanted uh, it to be everyday guy kind of thing, um, you know. And they just happen to have a thing for feet, find themselves in a job kind of related to that. And then it goes from there. Um, you know, it's, it is, uh, a niche, but foot fetish is a very common, you know, it's a very common fetish and it doesn't necessarily go with feminization, but I think in this situation that kind of blended nicely. Um, I know I would say about 25 to 30% of my normal readers and listeners, uh, consider themselves to have a foot fetish. Um, which is a pretty substantial amount. That's pretty close to a third. And the reason that I know this is, and I need to do one of these again soon, I've done several surveys of the people who listen to my audios and read my books. And I always used to put foot fetish on as like the completely unrelated fetish. Meaning, I wanted to know if I just took a random fetish, how many people who listened to the the shows and and read the books would have. Mm. And so it always came back like 25 to 30. Yeah. Which is pretty, which is pretty big, you know? Um, Because one of the things I've always wondered about is, oh my gosh, I've got a little bit of a cough. Excuse me for a second. Hopefully, I haven't caught kettle cough from my dogs. Um, not. <laughs> but um, with what I've always noticed is, like, you know, it always comes back when I'm writing. I'm, I'm trying to write for a bigger audience, but sometimes it's going to come back to my own fetishes. And so I've always wondered, like, do the guys get beaten up too much? Do the guys get tied up too much? Do the guys get blackmailed too much? And so, you know, I definitely wanted to just see, like, Who's got what fetishes? And there was a fairly substantial foot fetish group. So I think they're going to really enjoy having some of that in this particular story. But this is not just like a foot fetish story. There's no all the usual femdom and feminization that's in my stories as well. Yeah, there's definitely some strong feminization in there. And uh, definitely femdom and butt stuff. Don't forget the butt stuff. Lots of butt stuff. So... And it is called, as we said, Pedicures and Butt Stuff. 
I have a co-writer uh, credit on it, but my I really was more editor, and I wasn't even that great an editor. Um, DJ is an amazing writer, and uh, if you like this story, she also did another one, which is called The Feminized Librarian from Candy Apple Press. So if you like this story, check that one out, too. And without further ado, here is Pedicures and Butt Stuff. Pedicures and Butt Stuff, written by Mistress DJ and Cuddy Gable, published by Candy Apple Press, copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Dan was glad it was summer. He'd been attending UCSD straight through ever since his graduation from Westview High three years back. He finally decided this would be a proper summer break, and though he secured a job at Pacific Pier, he was more than ready for some time off. He pulled his Jeep Compass into the parking lot, grabbed his pole, tackle box, and cooler, and headed down towards the pier. He was surprised to see that his friend John had already arrived and had cast out. Dude, you're never on time. Color me surprised, Dan teased. Man, John shook his head. My old lady is on my nerves. Be happy you're single. I'm here to escape. Well then, Dan opened his cooler, he cracked open a beer and handed it to his friend, then took one for himself. Escape away. I'm ready for my own escape. We need to do this more often. He held up his can to toast his friend with the cheers gesture. So what's the plan for this summer, John asked. Babes, beaches, and beer? Dan laughed. Hopefully lots of all of the above. But I'm working at the Good Feet store on the pier the rest of the time. Ew, feet, John frowned. It's a jab, Dan shrugged. Besides, it's easy work. I get to help people be more comfortable, and the pay is good. The buddies fished until sunset, then parted ways, only having caught a broken surfboard. Well... Take care, Dan. Catch you later, John called out as he backed his truck up. Dan flashed a peace sign and headed home for the night. It was going to be an early night as he went to full time the next day, and he wanted to be well rested. Monday. Dan arrived 15 minutes before his shift. The owner and manager of the store, Tegan, was already there and had opened the shop early. Hello, I'm Dan, he said, offering his hand. Tegan, she smiled, shaking his hand firmly. Glad to have you on board. The job is pretty self-explanatory. Let's go on a tour. She began leading him around the store. Here is the foot mapping tool, she said, pointing to a strange machine that looked a bit like a video game. Watch how it works. She slipped out of her heels and stepped onto the platform. There was immediately a 3D map that came up, and the monitor read, Print? Tegan selected cancel, but explained to him that the insoles, arch supports, and any materials needed could literally be 3D printed instantly and combined with a proper shoe at the store. I just want to help people feel good, Dan said. There's nothing like a good pair of shoes. Tegan kind of gave him a sideways glance. Well, she sighed, that's the objective. I'm sure you'll catch on quickly. We get a huge variety of people here. No two days are ever the same. Dan nodded and thought to himself, how hard could it be? The first client came in. He was an older gentleman. Dan guessed the man to be near retirement age. He needed good walking shoes. He was a perfect first customer for Dan. 
He got to map his feet, print the inserts, and set him up with a great pair of New Balance 510 walkers. The man was well pleased with the transaction and wore his shoes home. That was pretty easy, Dan was smiling. They aren't all that easy or agreeable, but you get the gist of it, Tegan chided. I'm going to quietly watch you for a while, then later on you'll fly solo today. The next client was intriguing. Mindy, Tegan exclaimed as the woman walked through the door. Good to see you. Hello, Mindy responded. Dan looked at the woman curiously, as there was something about this woman that was different. Not wanting to seem judgmental or rude, Dan set about helping Mindy with shoes. He asked her to step up on the mapping device and made small talk. So what sort of shoes are we going to set you up with today? Well, I need a good pair of stilettos, Mindy said sheepishly. I'm a house mom at a strip club, and I'm on my feet for up to 12 hours. That sounds like interesting work. Dan tried to ignore the fact that she said strip club. Well, ever since my transfer, Mindy started before Tegan cut her off. Mindy has been a client here for a while. We always make sure she's comfortable. Tegan seemed to want to change the direction of the conversation. Your store is a girl's best friend, Mindy said and winked at Dan. Know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Dan stammered, clueless. A girl's best friend. Dan looked at the numbers from the foot mapper and realized that Mindy needed a size 13 in women's heels. He knew better than to comment on the size of a lady's foot, so he found some shoes, put in the inserts, and slipped them on to Mindy's hose-covered feet. Mindy hopped up and gleefully began to walk like she was on a runway modeling. You always have just what I need. Thanks so much. She leaned into Dan and made an air kiss next to his cheek. He noticed she smelled like cherry blossoms. Tegan, are the platforms in? Mindy inquired. I have pleasers and demonia in, yes, Tegan responded. Great. I'll let the girls know when I'm in shift tonight. They'll probably be in later this week. Mindy grabbed the box that had her other shoes and the receipt and headed out the door. TTFN, she called out. The doorbells jingled, announcing her departure. That was easy enough, Dan said. She seemed nice. Well, it took her a while, but yes, she's coming along, Tegan stated. Just wait until someone comes into the store that's a bit more challenging. Tegan smiled in a way that chilled Dan. The rest of the day consisted of average clients, mostly for walking shoes, and Dan figured the new job was a pretty sweet summer gig and would contribute to a relaxing summer break. Dan went home and made a BLT. He grabbed chips and a soda and camped out in front of the TV. The Padres were playing at home, and he wasn't one to miss a game. Fortunately, the Padres brought home the win, and he tuned in happy about how the summer was starting off. Tuesday. Dan woke up at 7.30 a.m. like he had for the past three years. Getting ready for the day, he was already thinking ahead to what he was going to do after work. He looked forward to being done at 3 p.m., having a good five hours of daylight to spend outside. Getting dressed, he took his after-work activities into consideration and picked some khaki shorts and a powder blue shirt. There was no dress code at the shop, just a tidy appearance was required. He arrived again, 15 minutes early. Tegan had already opened the shop. After clocking in, Dan walked into the store to find a customer lingering by the heels. The woman was a very leggy, stunning blonde. She said, I'm a dancer. 
I was told you had pleasers in. Dan held his breath. He could feel himself getting hard, but tried to remain professional. Yes, we did get two kinds of shoes for dancing in stock yesterday. We have Demonia and Pleaser. He wasn't sure what either brand looked like or the significance of them, but he figured he could go look in the back and figure it out. I'd like to see both if you don't mind. I'm a size 8, the leggy blonde said. I use arch supports that are prescription, but you guys usually put them into my shoes for me. Dan wandered into the back, taking a deep breath, he thought to himself. She's like any other client. Keep it together. He returned with two pairs of shoes in size 8. Finding the blonde had already taken a seat and was waiting on his return. Kneeling on the floor in front of her, she finally introduced herself. I'm Sabrina, by the way. And you are? Dan, he managed to mumble. These first, he asked, holding up the pleaser shoe. Sure, Sabrina answered. Dan carefully took off her strappy red heels. He couldn't help but notice that her toenails were painted fire engine red and had diamond-looking stones on them. Red, huh? He asked, looking at her face for a reaction, but was met with silence. He caught a whiff of perfume he recognized, but couldn't place it. Sabrina had obviously sprayed it on her ankles and back of her knees. Struggling against the inevitable, Dan was noticeably hard. He stayed kneeling to not give away his reaction. She got up and walked around the store. These are perfect. I'll take them, she said as she sat back down. She reached down and detached the arch supports from the shoes she had worn and handed them to Dan. If you'd be so kind, I work tonight. She stretched her leg out and it brushed his thigh. He got the arch supports attached to her new pleaser shoes and he slid the shoes back onto her feet. Standing up, there was no denying his boner. He shifted positions and adjusted best he could without being obvious. Sabrina stood up and was now standing a good four inches taller than he was and smirked at him. He guessed she was used to men responding to her that way and didn't take offense. Thank you for your help, Sabrina cooed. I appreciate the extra attention. As he rang up her shoes and put the other shoes in a bag, she handed him a business card. Fantasy Club, it read, and had an address. That's where I dance. Come see me sometime. She gathered her purse and her shoes and left. Dan stood there in a haze, and his daydream was interrupted by Tegan giggling. She's pretty sexy, isn't she? Tegan clearly saw how Sabrina had affected him. Oh, she's... she's lovely, Dan stammered. Lovely, huh? Tegan teased. Dan shrugged. The uncomfortable pause was broken by another woman entering the store. Looking at the customer, Dan thought to himself, I really like my job. There was a striking-looking brunette that looked a great deal like a curvy Natalie Portman. Raina, Tegan called out. Dan began to wonder if she knew all of the customers by name. Raina was pretty, curvy, and had an exotic look about her. Dan walked over, and he, as he tried to ask her if he could help her, stumbled over his feet and his words. Hi, I'm Dan. What can I do with you today? I mean, what to do to you today? Oh, gosh. I mean, what to do for you today? Then he tripped and practically fell down. The woman noticed his shoes were untied. I'm Raina, and uh, your shoes are untied. Not a good look for the healthy feet store. She raised an eyebrow and sent shivers down Dan's back. I'm here for the new Demonia platform stripper shoes. I mean, platforms. Without saying a word, Dan walked to the back and realized he'd forgotten to ask her shoe size. 
Walking back out, he noticed Raina had already taken a seat. Forgotten something? She asked, picking up her bare foot and wiggling her toes. Sorry, Dan stammered. Let's measure your feet. He placed the measuring device on the ground and delicately guided her foot into it. She had the softest feet he'd ever felt. She smelled divine, too. Her toes were painted a pearlescent white, and she had a toe ring on her right foot. Second toe. Size seven, he said, trying to be professional. Dan got up and wandered into the back, grabbing a pair of size seven demonia platform shoes. Here we go, ma'am. Let's test them out. Ma'am, Raina grinned. I like the sound of that. Dan slid the shoes onto her feet and made the strap tight. Raina got up and walked around then proceeded to grab a chair and do a little dance. These will do just fine. I'll wear them home because I'm headed straight to the club. I, uh, oh, okay. Dan rang her up. That'll be $159.50. What time do you get off? Raina recognized the double entendre and giggled. <laughs> I mean, what time are you finished working? You should come by the club. She handed him a business card, and he wasn't surprised to see that it was the same club Sabrina worked at. He also figured that Mindy, the house mom from the first day, worked there as well. I'm done at three. I'm curious, as it seems a lot of our business seems to come from there, Dan chuckled awkwardly. I'll swing by. Great. See you there. Raina grabbed her things and went out the door. When Dan finished working, he headed straight to the fantasy club. After paying the cover, Dan made a lap around the club. He wanted to be close to the stage, but not right next to it. He finally settled on a small booth between the two stages. The waitress came up and asked for his order. I'd like an apple teeny, please. Extra apple slices, if you don't mind. She smiled in response. Not long after he placed his drink order, the music started blaring. Marina came onto the stage. He was pleased to see she was wearing the shoes she had just purchased. The club wasn't very busy as it was still afternoon, but people were beginning to trickle in as it got later. When his drink arrived, he asked the waitress if she could run his card to get tip money for the dancers and was told, normally, yes, but the machine is down. Dan sat there frustrated as he believed in paying any of the girls that took the stage and buying dances from a few as long as he was going to take up a seat in the club. Just then, Mindy, the house mom, wandered by. She looked elegant in a bodycon royal blue dress and platform blue heels. Her hair was in an updo. But funny, he didn't remember her having auburn hair. Mindy, he called out, do you have any way I can get tip money? Oh, honey, come with me, Mindy said, taking him by the hand and pulling him towards the back. He grabbed his drink. They went into an office in the back of the club, and Mindy said, have a seat. We'll get you sorted out. She was fluffing her hair and all of a sudden yanked off what Dan realized was now a wig. This isn't working for me. But this time when she spoke, it was a man's voice that escaped her luscious pink lips. Ah, this is better. She grabbed a similar auburn wig, but this one had a more JBF look to it. After putting it on her head and straightening it out, she sighed. Hmm, much better. Dan knew he was sitting there with his mouth hanging open. He knew there was something different about Mindy, but had no idea she'd been so passable. I know, honey, said Mindy. Surprise! My real name's Todd, and your boss Tegan is responsible for my feminization. I hated it at first, but now I own the club. Well, Todd does. <laughs> I know it's a lot to take in. 
but you'd be surprised if you go along with Tegan's plans, what you might learn about yourself. Tegan's plans, Dan said, sounding concerned. Oh dear, maybe I spoke out of turn. Just keep an open mind, honey, and you'll have the summertime of your life. Mindy patted his hand in reassurance. Now about that tip money. Mindy proceeded to hand him 300 in singles and fives and said, I'll put it on your tab. Dan didn't know about the summertime of his life, but he sure had a great time at the club that night. Wednesday. Dan arrived at work per usual, 15 minutes early. There was a note on the door instructing him to use the back entrance. After clocking in, he took a look around with no sign of Tegan. He was just getting ready to open the shop when Tegan came out of a room he was unaware of. Hello, Dan, she said softly. Come in here. I have some things I'd like to show you. Dan went into the room and realized it was like a bedroom. There was a wardrobe, a dresser, a bed, and a complete bathroom. There was also a pedicure station. He must have been wide-eyed because Tegan began to explain. This room is open to anyone that wants to or needs to use it. Sometimes it's used as a party room or a pampering spa room. Pretty neat, huh? Dan looked around, still bewildered. Yeah, neat. Before we go any further, I need you to put this on. Tegan tossed him a pink silicone thing that looked like rings. It's a chastity device. Oh, no. No way. You crazy bitch. Why would I put that on? Go fuck. Dan was screeching before Tegan cut him off. She spoke lowly and menacingly. Dan, we all know about you. We know about the men behaving badly at work video. We know that you changed your jobs once it went public. Do you think it's by chance you were hired on the spot? You won't get a job in this city where people don't know who and what you are. So consider this an intervention of sorts. An intervention? For me, I... Dan paused and thought for a moment. What do you want? Tegan smiled. I want you to be successful, Dan. You know Mindy? She's everything she is because of me. Besides, for a guy that likes feet, let me restate that. For a guy with a foot fetish, this is a perfect job for you. I, how did you, Dan was shocked. How did I know? The CCTV and Men Behaving Badly clips was posted on YouTube. One simple search of your name, and I saw you crawling on the floor, grabbing your co-worker's shoe, where she kicked them off under her desk and smelling it. You probably wanted to do more, but needless to say, you were caught. I figured with the female clientele we get in here, you'd be an ideal employee if I could rein you in a bit. Tegan spoke in a way that let him know she meant business, and this likely wasn't her first rodeo. Dan could only lower his gaze in response. He began to lower his shorts. Go into the bathroom, Tegan demanded. Yes, ma'am, he said as he headed into the bathroom. He struggled for a bit to get the chastity device on, but just as he got it in place, the door cracked open and Tegan handed him a small lock. Lock it, she instructed. While you're in there, jump in the shower and shave everything from your neck down. There's shaving cream and several razors in there. All right, and that was pedicures and butt stuff, and I have to say, a lot of butt stuff. A lot. Yeah, we we love the butt stuff, and uh, 
I, I just thought that um, you just did a great job on the reading and, and a great job on the writing, Mr. DJ. Well, thank you. It was fun to do, and maybe I'll have to come up with more butt stuff to write about. I like that. This is two times now that um, DJ has just given me a great gift. Um, I really am very dedicated to trying to put a book out every week. And sometimes I miss a week, you know, sometimes stuff comes up. I'm going away for a week, my first vacation in about three years. And as a result, it's kind of hard to, to get everything I need together and still keep that book coming out every week. And having this one was just an amazing gift, the gift of time, which I think is one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody. So thank you so much for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Like I said, it was fun, and I'm sure I'll come up with something else soon. Hopefully, it'll have more butt stuff. <laughs> awesome, because <laughs> we love the butt stuff. We do love the butt stuff. So I hope you have enjoyed this podcast, and uh, we, we I always have a great time when you're on here, DJ. I really appreciate it, and we will be back next week. I hope you will be, too.